0: Welcome to another edition of Semi-Intelligence. I'm joined here by a variety of people, all involved in the Macquarie University Society in various respects. I'm joined by Adrian Boyd. Hey mate, do you have a Twitter handle or anything you want to I have
1: a blog at Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. meanderingthemes.org. But that's not really up and running yet. (laughs) I looked it up. Yeah, yeah, I've got got one post up there. and then we'll work casually at the end.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. And we also got Tony Dimitrio from Macquarie University. He's a programmer. Hey, Tony.
2: Hey. So we're here to talk about social networks. I don't do that. Mm-hmm. The the world can pretend it has social stuff happening, and I don't need to know about oh, but, it. But
3: you're on Google Plus.
2: I am on Google Plus. I'm mm-hmm. Tony Dr. Dimitrio I'm Tony Demetrio on Google Plus because you know. The first person real name using things. It? <laughs> yeah, and I'm the first person using it, oh. and um, yeah, cool. so little cybermen image because it lets you have multiple people of the same name mm-hmm. in the system.
0: Mm-hmm. We're also joined by Matt Cabernag, a regular.
3: Oh, regular. Mm-hmm. Um, He's been on. Uh, yeah, now. I think yeah. I've been on all, all of them. Mm-hmm. Like, Some of you actually, so you're pretty regular too. Yeah, I better yeah. be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, no, it t- in terms of spam, so I guess um, you can follow me on Twitter on at um, matt Cow, c a u at the end m mm-hmm. a t t c a u, mm-hmm. and um, I guess this whole thing. This whole thing started because of the sci-fi MQ um, thing. I'm um, uh, like, would that be a fair thing to say? Yeah, sci is it? Yeah, yeah. sci-fi mm-hmm. So that's basically. Oh, like I also have a blog, but you can get to it from my Twitter account. Mm. So that's your central place. Uh, I think the blog is probably the central... Um, dot, dot com is probably the s- central place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. You can go to all of them. They're, they're all linked in a sort of social kind of network. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Takeaway.
0: Cool. And we've also got Ian Brew, who's from Sustainability at Macquarie. Hello.
3: Hello.
1: Hello. Nice to... See nice you. to be included <laughs> in this.
4: Yeah. Um, so I work in sustainability, but my main focus is more on media and technology. Mm-hmm. And we deal with a lot of social networking stuff um, in, our, in our group in sustainability, but I also mm. do lots of other things. I do have Twitter, so if you like sarcastic comments and pictures of food, you can follow me on at IAIN Sydney. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what my picture is. I think a picture of it's me hiding behind a camera, which is what I normally look like. Okay. I don't have a face. I just have a camera. <laughs> yeah. stuck there.
0: I can, that's what I see right now as well. You <laughs> can't see us. And finally, we have Ujwal Sharma used to be a Macquarie student here at Macquarie and is studying convincing Law. Hey,
5: you? Hey, yeah. So um, I actually recently got on Twitter as well. Like, Well, recently, like six, seven months ago, and I'm not very active. I'm trying to get into it now. Mm-hmm. And I also started writing a blog when I was in Bangalore last year.
6: For You're in Bangalore?
5: Yeah, yeah, I spent two months in Bangalore well, um, for work. Uh, but hometown. yeah, it, it it's completely like i was. I got a WordPress account. So mm-hmm. if you look me up, it's uh, udgwal.com. Mm-hmm. That's my blog, and it'll be getting more and more interesting Mm -hmm. as the year goes on. Mm -hmm.
0: And we'll have all these links on the show notes on our website, semiintelligence.com. I guess we can get started. I'd just like to throw out a question to begin with. What is a social network, and what's the difference between a social network
3: and a social networking service? Matt? Hmm, Well, that's an interesting question. Uh, I'm not sure if there's actually... Ah well, I'm not sure if there's actually a difference. Uh, like in my mind, so if I look at uh, Facebook or Twitter, uh, they're both social networks and services at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm not sure I've seen a situation where um, these services actually sort of end up transcending each other or like um like having something above uh, above the service level. Like uh, there there are sort of um uh, there are sort of little things like you know you being able to post on Twitter and then automatically having that post. Put into your Facebook um, um, uh, wall, but I don't really see a situation where, um, like, so Twitter and Facebook are kind of like interconnected in a meaningful kind of way. Does that make sense? Could, like,
2: could I suggest uh, the opposite way of looking at it? Instead of looking at the things that work that we know about and going, well, where's the social media service versus the social network? Um, something that failed: Google Wave. It had very interesting technology. It has all the trappings of a social network, and it failed, not because of the technology, but because it was missing the social network. It was a social network service without the actual human connection. Social, I'm tapping on the table. (laughs) It the biggest complaint from the people that were using it was, this can't replace email because I can't send a wave to the people I want to send the wave to. And email, obviously you can. Everyone's got an email address. So um, I think there is there is the social network service and then the people are the social network. Yes, the, your, your address book is your social network. Mm. The the rest is how you talk to that address book, but it's the address book that's that's actually the value. That's the data that that Mm -hmm. you're using. The rest is is your trappings for how to use it. I think it's the the um,
4: culture laid on top of yeah, and the the culture as well. That's what makes it. For example, there was this funny picture where somebody said, "You know, Facebook. Here's a picture of me eating a donut." And if that was Google+, Plus's, here is a Google employee eating a donut. <laughs> so it's, it's the culture, it's the people who use that that kind of determine. Yeah. And it's exactly the same thing with Wave. And
2: I think the culture goes goes both ways. The technology drives the culture and the culture drives the technology. So when Google+, Plus started up, we saw a whole lot of people... Um, use it and there was a much higher percentage of males using it than in facebook there were a much higher percentage of engineers and software developers using it and um, i'm not surprised in any way about that difference because the sort of posts i saw on facebook were hey this is what i'm doing had a great weekend on Google+, Plus, it was, this is a project I'm, I'm starting and these are my thoughts on it this is what I want to do. And the one was more like a, almost like blog posts. I'm putting this out there for the world and you are my audience that are subscribed to read what I have to say and then join in the comments discussion while the other was more of a, So you would sorry, say sure.
1: Facebook is more emotive, more... I'd say connections on a sort of more.
2: I'd say Facebook is your online equivalent of after school everyone meets up at the um, milkshake bar (laughs) and talks about whatever they want to do. (laughs) It's it's, it's, your social group. It's it's the six of us in this room chatting about whatever. I think um, Google Plus is more like your. your newsletter, it's the woodworker who says, I have something to say about woodworking. I'm going to start a discussion at the woodworking club or whatever. It's, it's much easier to filter based on interests. It's much easier mm-hmm. filter to filter based on who you're watching it's much easier to follow people you can follow george takai you're not a friend of george takai but you're there to see what he has to tell you and what he has to share with you you can have people following you so everyone gets to take both roles but when you're using it you're kind of taking one role or the other in facebook you're kind of talking to the group and seeing who joins in the conversation i
1: don't know i reckon these days they're getting a lot more similar. Oh yeah, like, yeah, I mean, and they learn
2: from each other and and, yeah, yeah. and people use both and then they get into the habits of the culture of both and then their culture merges and as their culture merges the technology merges and so it's a feedback loop. Yeah.
5: I think that differentiating context will always be there. Like you, people go on Google Plus, like you said, specifically, um, you know, project based, so they may have a specific topic they want to yeah. advertise to everyone.
2: And that exists because of the the format, but um, that's kind of getting lost as Google tries to expand. Now, yeah. when you make um, YouTube comments, it gets posted to your mm. Google screen, stream. When you plus things, that gets posted, and it's becoming much more. I don't want to say more Facebooky, but it's losing that kind of clear. I am creating media and sharing it versus I'm consuming media distinction. And it's becoming more of, hey guys, this is what I've been up to lately. And um, as that gets lost, I think the culture is changing. And
0: but going back to that point about the uh, your social network being your address book and the people mm-hmm. you're connected with, how do you reach that sort of critical mass or threshold? So when MySpace was around, there was a lot of people using it, and there was the digital nomads that moved to Facebook. But what sort of caused that? How do you how do you get to that sort of um, that that point where you can you want
2: to use it? You, you get to the point where you want to use it when you have a need to use it. So you move from MySpace to Facebook when you miss out on a party, and when you say, "Why didn't you invite me?" They say, "I did. I shared it on Facebook," and then you go. Oh, I'd better get on there. I don't want to miss out on things like that. Mm. And that's when you sign up. And at that point, you've hit that critical mass and everyone signs up very quickly and the migration actually happens very quickly. There's a transition period where you use both. But when you're using both, If you hit that point everyone shifts over and then you can start sharing in just the new one and don't bother sharing in the old one and as more people do that you don't bother logging in and checking the old one And I think
4: for me the reason I use Facebook and I have Google Plus by default mm-hmm. but the reason why I haven't switched because when it first came out I thought this is really cool like the whole circle idea seemed mm-hmm. fresh and yeah. you know Facebook's getting a bit bloated in my opinion mm-hmm. but I've got 10 years of stuff Mm. invested into my Facebook well not 10 years but you know quite 7 years
1: yeah it's been, been, honest, a
4: since like it's been a, when that look back thing came out it just made me realize wow I've been on this social network for like 5 or 6 years now mm. that's pretty intense but to me it's kind of like if I move to Google Plus I lose all of that in some ways if I shift everything over and talk to other people mm. then all those photos and all those posts are kind of lost Back on Facebook, better come with me.
3: From MySpace moving to Facebook, right? I think I'd say that's probably a different story because I've never had a MySpace account. ever I mean, And yeah, um, I don't think
5: it was as prevalent as Facebook. Well, no. for me.
0: But when I started university, everyone was like on MySpace just before. Really? Yeah, yeah. 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 And, then, and then it sort of transitioned. I remember Cholo. If you remember Cholo, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. hey, he's like, come to my birthday or something
3: on. You know, on
5: MySpace. Yeah, I never had MySpace. Yeah, and that's why I'm talking So, so way. The, the main
3: reason why I got onto Facebook was because I'm um, like uh, I was heavily using MSN um, yep. all the time. Yeah, you know, like me too. Was getting like all these emails. It's like, oh, blah blah blah, has joined Facebook. They've invited you. Blah blah blah, has joined Facebook. They've invited mm-hmm. you. And then I was like, um, like I was, I was of this attitude. that's like, oh, this is some stupid fad thing, spam. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna join in this thing. And then it just got to the point where um, everyone ended up joining and mm-hmm. it's like oh crap it's not a fad thing
4: <laughs> so um i, I better go oh, i job. was like you i resist i had a myspace a friend made it for me they forced me into it <laughs> like hey i made you an account here's your login i'm like what I, um i hardly used to i didn't understand it i thought this is stupid mm. i like msn i was on msn all the time but then in first year university that's when i went on facebook because if you weren't on there you missed out mm. yeah. you missed out that on the conversations about assignments or you missed out on being invited to things and you weren't in the know. If you're not in the know, that doesn't help.
2: Mm -hmm. And I think that's why the migration happens. The new service provides what the old service provided. I think that we haven't seen a big migration from Facebook to Google Plus or Mm -hmm. vice versa because they actually provide similar but different services. Mm -hmm. When back in the day you had your uh, IRC so, you'd log on for your chat it would be a whole program it would take up your screen and people would sit there and talk and then we got icq and these little chat clients which could sit in the corner and that was even better because you could be working on your assignment while chatting to your friends and all of that and then we got myspace and we decided it wasn't we have tabbed browsing so it's quite easy to keep myspace open while you're doing your assignment and computers can manage to do two web, web pages <laughs> sorry not a good idea by the way oh probably not Um, and then Facebook it it can replace you can migrate from one to the other without losing anything because the value is again it's Mm. your address book you can chat to your friends on MySpace. You can chat to your friends on Facebook. You get value add from the different services because on Facebook you can, I don't know, maybe share an article with a picture. While on MySpace maybe it was harder to do that, or you couldn't reshare other people's posts. And people love to say like because it's it's really lightweight social interaction it's yeah yeah, and it's not effort i can make you feel good about what you had to say with no effort to me Mm. Mm. and i want you to feel good but i don't want to put in effort Mm. that's nice on my space Mm. i'd have to go in i'd have to write something thoughtful and that's just more work (laughs) well it's more time too it's more time exactly and and it sounds like I'm being down on people mm-hmm. for not wanting to put in effort, but we've only got a certain amount of time and effort and all this in mm-hmm. our day. I cannot say something thoughtful about everything that gets said mm-hmm. yeah. over the 24-hour period. Mm-hmm. That, that's a really cool
3: point, too, as well. Because, like, um, from the other side, people producing the posts and the content, like, there's, like, me being a game designer and all that, like, I, I can see how you there, there's that sort of um, uh, that, that satisfaction every time you see your like. Or like every yeah. time you see someone favorites your Twitter um, no, thing, or yeah, someone no. retweets uh, your thing, yeah.
1: it activates
3: it's, the same same neural networks as yeah.
1: like drugs. It's and a Skinner box. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah.
2: So um, like it's, it's kind of like a, a really bad feedback loop. Like and people post. Not you know, just that, but people like to go. when they're sensible. You know, you get your email notification. Hey, Matt just liked your yes, post, yes. and then that makes me go, ooh and click on it and I'm back in Facebook Mm. and so I'm I'm i then spot the other post that Aaron just made and I read that and I like that Mm. and now he gets the notification he's back in Facebook and so it keeps drawing you back in Mm. for these little five minute and maybe I'm optimistic (laughs) but it keeps drawing you in for these little five minute Interactions regularly throughout the day until it becomes a habit in part of your day. Mm. And then you can't sit on the bus without pulling out your phone and checking Facebook because mm. it's it's as much a habit as having a cigarette mm. when you're a nicotine addict. I, I don't know if I should say this or not because it's slightly embarrassing, but the first
4: thing I do when I wake up in the morning is open my Mac, go onto to Facebook, see what have I missed since I've been no. asleep yeah I, I scroll agree. back through to what I yep. last looked at before I went to sleep right
1: roll over and look
5: at my phone <laughs> yeah. yeah totally agree I, I'm struggling I don't right sleep
4: at all. My- <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to miss anything
2: I don't have a Facebook account so I yeah. have a shower when I wake up <laughs> 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 I get to that after Facebook <laughs> um
5: yeah no, I think from a business perspective it's actually quite useful as well like you said, all mm. those interactions eventually build to a nice base for any business that's looking to target you and the fact that they have all these suggested ads and suggested mm. groups it's quite amazing mm. for us I, like I said, I recently joined my family's business and I set up like a page, a, yeah. a page mm. for it for mm. people to you know get some information and yeah. so on and so forth and mm. people look at it like mm. it's just it'll, it'll come either incidentally or directly they'll, they'll yeah. look at it mm. there, is a, there is a sense of Positivity
0: that you're trying to push out. Like if you if you if a friend adds you, you get a notification. But if your friend you know de-adds you, de-friends you, you don't get a notification about that. Mm-hmm. There's a
2: there's a sense mm-hmm. a progression and they, of positivity. I think, I think they made that change after Google Plus was doing it that way. Sorry, what? Happened? Well, I think that changed. I don't have Facebook no no so. no. Totally sure. They had that, had that open before. I okay. okay. yeah, okay. so. oh, but they took out the dislike buttons.
3: They, they had a dislike they they button? They never had a, oh, no, had no. a dislike button. Honestly, <laughs> no, never. No. It's, always,
0: oh, okay. it's always directed towards positivity. They don't want... Neutral yeah. or positive or nothing.
5: We, we've always wanted a dislike button. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot yeah, of yeah. people that like, yeah, like, I, want I, a I dislike
4: button. Was, oh, okay, cool. So that must have be just been a YouTube thing then. Because mm. I know YouTube has thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs down. but it's very... I guess it's diplomatic that you're not Spree- making some angry remark, whereas on Facebook, because it's more personal,
2: maybe that's why. In some ways, giving the thumbs down button is really important. Mm-hmm. What I have noticed with a lot of social groups mm. is they need an outlet. In a group like this, where we're all nice and friendly um, <laughs> speak for yourself yeah. <laughs> exactly. we, can, we can be entirely positive there's no need for a, a negative thumbs down option so no one thumbs down this podcast okay um, <laughs> but in a group like a computer game uh, especially competitive computer games like a Halo game People get frustrated. It's part of the nature of the activity. Um, people get frustrated when they're competing and they lose, even if everything went right. Mm-hmm. And you need to give them an outlet. You need to give them a way of saving face. You need to give them a way of hitting back. If you don't give them a way of hitting back, they will find a way to hit back. They will type posts about L2, L2P and stuff like that. They'll insult each other. They'll teabag the other team members, stuff like that. And it sounds horrible to say, well, just program teabagging into your game. I'm not saying that's the solution, Mm -hmm. but I'm saying give give an option. If people are going to teabag the opponent, then code in something to let them do a victory dance to rub it in. And then you can channel the negativity towards something, but you need to give a negative outlet in any social situation where people are going to have resentment. If we don't give that negative outlet, the players will find it and the players will hit back And because it's the internet, because it's anonymous and all of this, they will hit back as hard as they can and they won't moderate themselves. Mm. Many of them. Mm. So a thumbs down option lets you see a political post that's against what you happen to believe. And you can go, thumbs down. Yeah, enough people that think like me, will be heard. Mm. Without the thumbs down option, you go, you're so wrong. And then someone writes back saying, no, you're wrong. And then you get this... Internet argument, which we all know solves the problems of the world. <laughs> Did that happen? <laughs> I
1: don't know that I get that on Facebook because I post controversial stuff all the time.
2: But you've probably curated your. <laughs> no, I've got quite a view. few old, very. I, <laughs> but you, you and just, there's also more of a, a but
3: yeah, connection. In the, uh, also, like in that situation, um, yeah, like you when just, you're, not you're just. Anonymous. Yeah, like so. What I do, um, uh, so like um, there was some there was some guy on my thing, and like um, I, I, uh, actually, he's kind of like ha- half a relative, not really, but um, he's sh- like he was like a cousin of a cousin. But anyway, it's, like it turned out he was really conservative, and he was like posting some bad stuff about gay marriage. So he was like saying, "What's wrong with the world?" London, gay marriage, and all that stuff. So basically, what I did was I posted something on that comment, and then I just defriended him. So like it's just.
2: It's really easy to sort of block out Yeah, things. so so you're curating your yeah. own social group mm. to, not, in a not-bad way, only see the opinions you want to see. Yeah,
5: but so that's... That's, that's, that's the a point problem. of it, I think. Yeah. That's, I think that's the point of it. I mean, that's that. the whole... You can choose, you can... Yeah. I mean, it's not really... It, you can say freedom of speech, but it doesn't apply to your social network. Oh. You don't, just yeah, because
2: yeah. You, you have it, to hang around with... It's a social money. network. It's not a news outlet. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly,
4: yeah. yeah. exactly the same sort of issue. I posted something... Slightly, well, yeah, slightly controversial on my Facebook, and then somebody took me to task to it, and then I moved the conversation to messaging because I didn't really think mm-hmm. this should play out for yeah. everyone in my yeah. friends list to see,
2: yeah.
4: and it was pretty obvious that there was going to be no resolution so I just unfriended them to, to win the argument
2: <laughs> <laughs> but that's it that, that, that's Accurate it that, that is your yeah. hitting back yeah. in Facebook you can press unfriend yeah, yeah. now I've won the argument <laughs> well I didn't know him once but anyway but, yeah. but that is that is um, exactly what I mean it, it hits back but they've given us an an option to to have our say to get our boot in in a way that keeps it feeling positive in a way that ends the argument rather than continues the argument. Maybe our
4: thumbs down or unlike on Facebook is the unfriend button then. Exactly.
2: Well, while well, yeah, a, a unfriend only or a thumbs down or 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 whatever, but it's it's very constrained. It's mm. very much you've you've done this button and. Well, it doesn't sense. ask you to unfriend and explain to them why you unfriended them. Mm-hmm. Right. That would imagine, that would cause so many internet yeah. dramas. It would be hilarious because. Why I'm did not you on unfriend Stacey? Because she's stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Imagine if every time you unfriended someone you could write of The Reason and that would become a Facebook post that everyone on your finger. Like there for it's the like so so awesome. awesome. rating. Yeah, It would it would be <laughs> brilliant. We would not need television anymore. What are the pros and cons about this friend? Yes, Three but... stars.
6: <laughs>
0: Yeah. But that sort of bleeds yeah. out into the real world though. That's the interesting yeah. part. You can yeah. unfriend someone, but because Facebook and Twitter and so are the other social networks are so deeply ingrained in society now, if you unfriend someone and run into them,
2: you have to put on your, you know, nice face or, or, you or unfriend, try and attack them. Yeah, or you unfriend <laughs> them and then you don't I'm um, here about the party that your social group is all going to. And when people say, Why didn't you come to the party, you say, I don't know and when they say why didn't you know, don't you check Facebook, you say, Oh, I'm not Friended with them, and they say, well, "Why? They're cool." And um, my friend, who's a TAFE counsellor, has mm. a lot of problems with um, bullying. Mm. Actually, bullying is a bigger problem than it used to be because of social networks. Mm. Because once upon a time, you get bullied, you go home, <laughs> you'd be at home. Now the social interactions happen through Facebook, whether you're at school or not. So your same peer group follows you throughout the entire day and you don't get that time away from it. And um, so that's that's actually a problem. And she has people that are in tears, like, discussing suicide because their bullying is so bad. And she says, well, why don't you unfriend them? Mm. And they just look at her aghast, like... Why would you even consider that? <laughs> because your number of friends is a part of your social status. Mm. Your the the idea of unfriending someone just because they're mean to you is is Unfathom. crazy. But
5: how yeah. much how much different to real life is that? For like, I mean, for us, our family is fairly social. We have a fairly big group, and just, sometimes we have disagreements with mm. a certain family. We like you know guys we don't really like them then we talk amongst ourselves and we say why don't we just stop being friends with them oh because we've got like 30 common friends Mm -hmm. how are we going to avoid them we can't just be like hey hey, hey, oh wait you we don't like and then just (laughs) move on to the next one
2: part of the reason i don't use facebook is exactly for that in in real life with my family i just don't hang out with them and i see them at christmas and whatever and, and that's fine in Facebook, my mother-in-law is on there, who I love. But um, <laughs> <laughs> my, my mother-in-law is on there. All of her friends are on there. Um, my friends are on there. My aunts, my all, all these relatives are on there. When, when my wife makes a post with a picture of one of our kids or something, we get comments on there from people that I only peripherally even know.
6: Hmm.
2: I'm not comfortable... Being myself on there when I like, you know, role playing of the D&D variety and programming and making geeky jokes and discussing social networks and stuff like this. It's, it's, it's just not the right audience. And in real life, I don't talk about that at Christmas. Or I talk about it in a different room with the people that are interested in. Facebook doesn't let me cultivate it. Google Plus solves that problem for me by letting me have circles so I can cultivate who I'm talking to. You can
1: do that with Facebook. Um, it's just like... Okay, cool,
2: yep. intuitive. Um, yeah. Intuitive. And the other thing is the flip side. I, if I make a post on Facebook, there's no guarantee that people will see it. And I don't want to talk to myself. I'll talk to
4: a microphone instead. <laughs> mm. The thing I did when I got my Facebook, the second I created my account, because I willingly wanted to join Facebook in the end, after a lot of persuasion, situation, <laughs> um, was I searched out all my family members and systematically blocked them. Because for me, Facebook is not for my family, Facebook is for my friends, it's kind of this. It's, it's oh, my space, <laughs> not their space. <laughs> so, so that sounds really harsh, but for me, it's like family time is family time and Facebook time is me time. It's just yeah. my sort of control of my
2: life, not and my family. That's how family. I'd want to use Facebook. Mm. Yeah but um, as a
5: ward my, my I do love my other. family she, but, yeah. she, my fiancé sister does that she doesn't have me on Facebook but we'll talk and we'll, we'll get along well in family situations mm. but when when we're online mm. um, she just blocked us because she said look we're family I don't have any family on Facebook I said yeah. alright no hard feelings you mm. said you were upright about it it's mm-hmm. fine
4: you mm. don't really care mm-hmm. No, on the I flip side, no. my boss and I are friends on Facebook, which is very interesting. It's so dangerous. I know, but In some ways, I think it's good because so I don't, I don't, I'm not, I do not i not i do not drink, so I'm not one of these people that's going to accidentally post at 3am,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: of... and cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Took
1: the day. So at 3pm,
4: right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a... But it's kind of it's kind of a good sort of moderation. Like if I wouldn't want my colleagues, because all my colleagues we're now all friends on Facebook. Mm. And I'm kind of like if I wouldn't want my work people to see this, then I wouldn't put it on Facebook. But there's really rarely any time that I go. I'm not putting this online because I don't want my colleagues to see it. So in some ways, it's sort of a full. I moderation. get that
2: all the time. I don't. I I have so many discussions that I don't want available for public consumption. Um, not because I'm ashamed of them. I basically try and have the philosophy of not saying something about someone unless i would be happy for them to be standing behind me and overhearing but um because i have discussions about how easy it would be to build a bomb if you were a terrorist not that i want to build a bomb (laughs) but i'm interested in you know is this actually a realistic threat or not how hard is it to do instantaneously?
4: Fertilizer. I The ingredients
2: <laughs> will be in the show notes. I'm, I'm interested in the fact that fertilizer is now made from different ingredients, so you can't make a fertilizer bomb anymore. I did oh, not know that. that's that quite interesting. That, the, these things. Are, um, I'm very interested in psychopaths. The 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 yeah yeah how the brain chemistry is different. Yeah. How not just they're crazy and hurt people, but why they would do this and how a psychopath that's crazy and hurts people is different to a normal criminal who is just selfish or mentally disabled or whatever other reason and hurts people. And I'm not going to have a discussion about psychopathy in front of my boss. Except I talk loudly, so <laughs> not be overheard. <laughs> the other thing
1: I'm interested in is how... Because I'm interested in sort of, I don't know, activism a little Mm. bit, like environmental, (coughs) maybe a little bit of political, and I'm interested in how that translates from social media to the actual real world. Like um, they had that March in March Mm -hmm. last month Mm -hmm. that was really big, and that started in social media. So it obviously does Mm. happen. But then when you look at your feed and the amount of stuff that I post that doesn't get looked at or liked or whatever, it's sort of, sometimes you feel like you're
2: screaming into an empty room. Mm. Mm. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, well, what's interesting is I was looking at um, Earth Hour, Mm. and that also started as kind of an internet push thing with turn your lights off for an hour and i was pretty scornful of it initially i'm like yeah my lights off for an hour will save an hour's worth of electricity over a period of a year mm. big whoop you're spending more electricity promoting this and wasting people's time reading it on computer screens and stuff like that but then um last year uh, they had once they got enough momentum and enough people cared and the whole city turns dark for an hour they had the awareness, they then used it to do a bit more and their catchphrase was go beyond the hour. And they were saying, yeah, 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 turn it off, because that's kind of what we do as our celebration and awareness thing. But what you need to be doing is looking at long-term fixes. It's so replacing, change. exactly, and not just behavior change, but easy things, like change your light lobes for energy efficient light globes. Um Worry about water. Put, put these low water use taps on. Uh, check that you don't have energy leaks. Um, maybe consider replacing a fridge. Here's a calculator where you can put in your fridge model and age And it will actually tell you if you can get a new fridge cheaper because of the savings of electricity. So you say, I went two years, and it says, well, here's the fridge types you can buy, which will pay for themselves over two years with energy savings, stuff like that. And that will lead to longer term. If someone replaces their fridge with an energy-efficient fridge, that's actually a lot of power that gets saved every single day. That's a
4: big thing that we try to do. um, because As I explained, I work with sustainability here at Macquarie when we do a campaign, there's always a huge component of that is behaviour change. It's yeah. one thing to tell people, you're not doing the right thing or here's a better way of doing it, but giving them the power to make those changes exactly. and, and making it
2: easy. And making it easy. That, don't, don't make their life harder because then they will do it once or twice and then stop. The exact opposite was this this um, Facebook campaign where, which actually disgusts me. I know people were very well-meaning. It's not the people that disgust me. It's, it's the way it plays out. Um, there was an awareness, I'm putting air quotes in, awareness thing about um, child abuse, which is a terrible problem. And so they were saying, on this particular date, everyone, change your um, Facebook image to be a cartoon character so that we can raise oh, awareness for, yeah. for mm-hmm. child abuse. And that is terrible because who is stepping forward and helping a child? There's this big internet thing with a whole lot of people who think they are doing something to help. Post and when this you, in your status. When you ask them, post this in your status. When you say, okay, what have you done to help a child? They say, well, I'm raising awareness. It's a problem. I'm raising awareness. Great. We can all be aware that there's a problem. Mm-hmm. And if nobody is doing anything about it, nobody is doing anything about it. Do we really think that the people out there dealing with these real child abuse situations are not aware that child abuse is a thing. Mm. Do we really think that seeing Bugs Bunny on your Facebook feed today will make you go, ooh, mm, mm, maybe I'm going to... It just doesn't happen. And child abuse, especially because it's such an abhorrent thing, as normal, healthy humans, we want to pretend it doesn't exist. So what we found is when you ask people, what are the problems in society, rank them 1 to 10. They'll rank things like pollution, global warming, um, energy prices, food, uh, all of these in, in the thing. And if you s- remind them, hey, what about child abuse? They'll actually rank it quite high. People think, people think it's a problem. But then even three months later, if you get them to do the same exercise, it's not on the list again. It just... It just gets pushed out of our minds. And um, so, great. We do cartoon characters. Maybe for a day we're thinking about it. And then it gets pushed out of our minds again. Mm-hmm. This this was this opportunity to actually do something that wasn't seized. They didn't do the Earth Hour thing of go beyond the hour. Mm. They... they if, if it was even as simple as change your profile picture, post this in the comment, and donate five
6: dollars
2: you know and then you can say here's a post I donated maybe their catchphrase for this could be I donated or something like that and then if you can't donate they can say that's fine but do it like a MS sponsorship readathon or something if you can't donate that's fine Try and find someone that can. Then you can still do your social sharing, your chatting. You can you still use the social network, but you're using the social network actually trying to lead to a real-world action rather than just assuming awareness for the sake of awareness will magically do something. Sorry, I'm getting animated about this, but, but really, we, it, it upsets me that people are talking about how they are helping abuse children while not... I like kind I'm of pressing like to save a child.
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Save a child. Press like. Yeah.
6: What
0: do those likes actually mean? I've I've um, looked into it, and you can buy likes for your page and stuff. Oh yeah. That are actually not worth that much. What does what does ten thousand likes actually mean in real world numbers? It, even if you promote it, it's just a whole bunch of random spammers that click on it. It's really it's
4: fraud almost. Like group group mentality. Um, Often when we do things where, even, even here at Require, if we want to give something away for free at a table, it's really hard. Or we have these things called swap parties where people can bring and share stuff um, down in the atrium, this big empty space with some tables and products and stuff on it. You'll we'll find if there's one person there, there's nobody there. When there's two or three people there, everyone comes in because then it's okay. So maybe you could equate that back to likes. If there's only one or two likes, it's not valid, it's not important. Whatever. Mm-hmm. If there's like 300 likes, like, wow, this is a big deal. of 300 people like this, I'm going to jump on. And everyone starts jumping mm-hmm. on. It. So this hype um, curve, mm-hmm. everyone. It's game
5: theory, right? Hurt yeah. mentality. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, that's.
4: If that's they're great. doing it, I want to do it. Yeah. If there's no one there, it's not worth yeah. bothering with it.
5: Yeah, sure,
0: crowds attract crowds. But mm-hmm. there was this example page that I saw somewhere. It's like, if you like this, you're an idiot. <laughs> and there's like you know, thousands and thousands of likes. They're obviously not reading it, so it's mm. just random people in Bangladesh and Philippines and so on. They're just clicking mm. like as a as a
3: payment method. But that's and, pretty cool though still. Like um, like the you know the, st- the you know, the stupid game. Um like this is the game for stupid people and you try to click the button and then the button moves. Like I <laughs> <laughs> I play that a lot. So like um I but you
0: realise what it's about, right? There's this
2: I'm not sure other people do yeah but people enjoy bucking the trends as much as I enjoy following the trends no, 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 and if they can anyway. follow the trend of bucking the trend all the better no, no, what no, no. Again. oh wow mind blown oh, <laughs> yeah. no, um, it's, it's cool to be the rebel look at look at movies every single movie is about a loader who plays by his own rules <laughs> <laughs> they're all the same you know they're all the same in how different they are um
0: but going back to your point about, you know, child abuse and, like, easy, easy way to just click a like button or, um, or just, you know, raise awareness... I think it's almost... I liken it to kind of like praying. It's, it's an it's an easy thing you can do to feel good, but you're not actually causing real-world action. Yeah. And people want that. It's like an easy Absolutely. Uh, easy thing that you can do. But, like,
5: but yeah. I mean, I think it stems from the fact of what you said before, where you said you know, you can have an imperative in, in your marketing campaign to say, yes, also add $5. Yeah. Your donation will actually make a difference. Yeah. Um, but I think it's... The people that start campaigns like that, their initial, you know, well-meaning... Tendency would be to you know okay yeah this is fine this is all that I have time to do, Um, I'm raising awareness I am aware of it and when I get some time I'll get around to doing something about it. Right,
2: it's always easy to say
4: tomorrow. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
5: but tomorrow is you know a day away. It's it's, it's the way it
4: goes. I think a good example of a social campaign very recently, which I think has worked really well to a degree, is with Malaysian Mm. Airlines MH370 flight a company called, I think it's Digital Globe, they've got this website called Tomnod.com. Mm. You go on there, what they've done is, wherever they think the plane has crashed or exists, they've taken up-to-date satellite images, but there's you know tens of thousands of kilometers. Mm. Now, a small agency in some government somewhere cannot go through that. So they've reached out on Facebook and social networks, and there's like tens of thousands of people Going through
2: these incredibly crowd Crowdsourcing is great. Um, yeah. NASA's also doing the same. They've got all these images of star systems and they need to be classified. So they let you go on the internet to a website, you see an image, and there's different basic star system classifications, and you can just put them basically into the right group. Mm-hmm and I'll maybe show the same one to two or three people mm-hmm. so that they can get kind of the consensus in case one person's just randomly clicking mm. and um, someone actually found an entirely new type of star system mm. um, by happening to look over and go, I don't know which one this falls into mm. and a whole lot of Things got classified without wasting some postgrads' time, even though that's what post-grads are. <laughs>
4: I are think that's a great before. example of, yeah. you know, going back to the, the child abuse example and what delights me, but this is actually a real-world yeah. outcome. Through using social networks and sourcing people through that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. But you got to be aware there's this other flip side of that, of that as well. Like, if you start a, you know, um, an angry mob mm. or, like, a vigilante group, that's like, hey, that person did this. I know who that was. Like, in the Boston, Boston mom, uh, yeah. bomber mm. example, it's like, it's that guy. I'm like,
2: what? It wasn't me. <laughs> it was a random guy. Yeah, so so in the child abuse example, it's especially hard because um, what do we do to stop child abuse, ignoring the social network there's there's a few things we do, we have like police agencies and staff so we need funding for that um, which comes from the government yeah there's there, quite a few independent uh, yeah, groups yeah exactly, there are independent groups so we can donate to that and we, we do need awareness, but we need awareness in the sense of how do you recognise it happening and what do you do when you do recognise it happening and unfortunately a lot of people who do recognise it happening, don't want to just go and report it to the police because we also have this this great big social fear slash attitude that if you commit child abuse, you will go to prison forever and your life will be over and it will be terrible and awful for the person and that's good if they're a bad person. And, of course, anyone who commits child abuse is a terrible monster. And that becomes very hard for the real people who go, I think there might be child abuse happening. But I know that person. And they're not a 100% monster, which is what their emotions are telling them a child abuser would be like. And at the same time, they're going, what if I'm wrong? This will ruin this person's life forever. They'll never be able to get a job. They'll get beaten up by mobs and all of this, which again, isn't necessarily a, react, a reflection of reality, but it's the emotional attitude that mm. a lot of people in society have. So that's a really hard topic to tackle. It's not something I'm in any way expert enough to say what the solution is. Just it's really hard to tackle. And mm. someone clicking like on Facebook isn't going to want to, to eradicate well, isn't going to want to go and tackle that topic. They're not going to want to read about it. They're not going to want to examine the people they know and go, could there be child abuse? They're not going to want to, you know, re- report their uncle that um, because their aunt uh, because their cousin was bruised when they don't know if their cousin was bruised because she was playing hockey. Mm. Um, it's, it's just such a hard thing to get people to take action.
1: It plays into that in whole general. thing. Um, I was talking to a mate of mine... Um, on Facebook actually like PMing um, about how as scientists or whatever we read articles and we read like a whole couple of thousand words sometimes about a topic but then on social media when you're trying to you see something, someone's got a really good idea but it's quite complex and takes a bit of thought a bit of um, Analysis, and you dump that on Facebook. People just don't read it. They don't read anything that's more complicated than um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, enough. yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so, so there is that, and that, yeah, and yet they still get the same or a similar satisfaction of reading something in like tiny form as you would reading something. Quite big. So would you say
2: that social networks like Facebook and Twitter are dumbing down people? No, I think dumb people (laughs) are using (laughs) (laughs) it. No, seriously, a smart person will still be smart. A dumb person will be dumb, but we're putting it all out there for everyone to see. Mm. What would have happened before the social media are the dumb people would talk to the other dumb people. Smart people would talk to the other smart people and there would be some overlap. I think a brilliant example of that is the
4: facebook page for sunrise which is like a morning breakfast tv show Mm -hmm. and they they post stuff. i think they post stuff on facebook specifically to make the less educated of us amp up and post stuff and it was Mm -hmm. the amount of spelling mistakes and flawed arguments it just makes me weep for humanity whenever i look at sunrise's facebook page but But,
2: that's uh, not a mistake It's engineered. That's part of marketing. Um, I was reading a um, very fun article called "Why Feminists Should Shut Up." (laughs) Uh, I read that. Yeah, it's it's actually a really good article. It's Mm -hmm. from someone that um that makes their money making articles and selling ad space Mm -hmm. and basically says why should shut up well I'm a white guy and blah 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 and then he talks about how he's written his post in an inflammatory way with a catchy title he's exaggerating it's not in any way what he believes and he he actually spends the article talking about the techniques he uses while using them in the article itself to make people go rah and post a (laughs) comment it's exactly the opposite of what we were talking about before with giving people a way to kick back. The, he's creating an article mm. that makes people want to kick back and have the last word. Mm. And the only way they can do that is to write in the comments below, mm. which will make the other people kick back. He's picked a topic where people are going to have strong opinions on both sides. And in fact, you look at the bottom of the article and there's this flame wars of people... <laughs> feminists yelling at him and it's like well you clearly didn't even read the article which just it proves how like effective these techniques are and they're really toxic i hate the word toxic this is a toxic environment it's like i don't have a way of saying this but i don't like it um it it's a really negative way of um promoting your your product but while it works, people will do it. I've noticed that a lot with the whole
4: cyclists, because I, I cycle, a love of cyclists versus drivers sing, and there's so many <laughs> clickbaity titles about, you know, yeah. cyclists should be banned from the roads. And then it goes on to all the issues about cycling in cars. It's not about banning them from the roads yeah. or anything. So you get the cyclists being all angry, like the Lycra, Lycra-clad warriors, and then you have the drivers yeah. being like, you should pay road tax, and then, Pff, like, did anyone actually read this? I don't know. Yeah,
2: yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. But they keep hitting the site. They keep mm. seeing the adverts, and they keep bringing in the money. Well, that's why tabloids sell their newspapers, right? Mm. Like that's the editorialized versions. Mm.
0: Yeah. It's like uh, there was. I was listening to a TED talk from Alan Alain de Botton, and he was mm. talking about. Apparently, he went to a Sunday newspaper, Sunday tabloid, and he gave them like famous stories from Othello and so on. And <laughs> one of the one of the examples that he used. Was uh, Oedipus, uh, and he's like, and they went up to them. He's like, "Can you make a news story out of this?" And he's like, "Sex with mum was blinding." <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> so they
0: just take, you know, really deep thought out things and just whack it out into and like this little, you know, yeah. It's supposed to be pithy. Sensationalised. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
2: yeah, but no. Mm. You all read Weekly World News, of course. Of course, What's that? It, it's First a um, tabloid newspaper where they just make up the It's like. A, Bat Boy. Mm. And there's like an article about how Bat Boy's fighting in Afghanistan. Bat Boy's a mutant with like bat wings and a bat nose and basically is like a superhero mm. or, or this horned horned terror captured in Jamaica mm. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And they just make up articles it about sounds like the crazy, crazy nonsense. Yeah, it's like the onion. It but like a, it's yeah. it's like it's a tabloid set in a world where dinosaurs can hatch out of the eggs in museums mm-hmm. and mutants are running around and stuff like that and and they just photoshop up their pictures and mm. write the articles in this tabloid format and it's hilarious yeah. i know it's off topic but scientists have actually just managed to make a dinosaur
4: from an ostrich or something they're able to get the dna right, of something that? i can't remember what it no it's real Really? This is like lead up to like Jurassic Park 4. It's, 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 it's got to be real. You it can follow the link from Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> it's like quoted by the Aristotle. Yeah. <laughs> was like they've, they've taken the DNA of something, and it's very similar to the ostrich. They planned to do ostrich, and they gave birth to a dinosaur, you think.
2: I really hope this is real, because I'm going to sound such an idiot on this. To my knowledge, it can't be real. Because, um... First of all, it's what April 3? Yeah. So, <laughs> no, it was before <laughs> April 1st. And and second of all, um, as far as I understand, we're having trouble cloning woolly mammoths even though we've got a lot of genetic mm. material yeah. and a lot of it was frozen because uh, the DNA that we need to make the clones decays actually over time. And the freezing helps it, but the the distance between woolly mammoths to now is is nothing compared to actual Don't dinosaurs to like now. even
1: with um, cloning like animals in
2: this day and age, it takes hundreds of tries. Yeah, don't and get it and, um, mm. and we've got woolly mammoth flesh and mm. hair and stuff like that. Mm. We only have dinosaur fossils, and dinosaur fossils aren't actually dinosaurs. They're, it's it's the sediments that boats. replace the bone. It was an April fourth, by the way. I just... <laughs> <laughs>
4: just googled it again. Oh wow! You can you can flame me on Twitter now if you want
2: to. That said, wow. we, have, we have brought back um, the English, these ancient English aurochs. So across the plains of Europe, they used to have these huge shaggy cows with these curved horns. Yeah. And um, someone decided that we really should have them back again. And so they started breeding the cows and stuff that are their ancestors, breeding them together to breed for the auroch traits with the idea that you're concentrating all the auroch DNA until you get something that's pretty close to an auroch. But people aren't really sure did we just breed a cow that looks like these ancient animals but isn't actually one of the ancient animals, in which case when it has certain behaviour, that's just cow behaviour that's evolved? Or have we actually managed to concentrate all their DNA by mm. picking the ones that look most similar and therefore had the most DNA? Have we actually bred it? Are these the same animals? No, not- they
3: don't, no, they can't be. Because mm. like, if you look at the DNA stream, it's like a really Assassin's Creed kind of thing, um, but like yeah, if you look at, they've had the previous traits from the Auric and cows. Cows, did, and cows did evolve from them, yeah. So yeah, uh, so it's like it's kind of like going, like going back, kind of thing. But still, you still have that historic DNA from all the previous cows. Yeah, but you have um, Neanderthal DNA.
2: Uh, I do. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
4: yeah <laughs> homo,
2: homo, oh, no. homo sapiens. <laughs> homo sapiens bred with Neanderthals. You've got. Um, we've all got, mm. depending on where we come from, we've all got a a certain percentage of Neanderthal DNA. Anyone tiny. with blue eyes here, Adrian? Oh, you got green eyes. Okay, blue mm. eyes are um, Neanderthal trait. They're not a Homo sapien trait. Yeah, um,
6: well, I
5: mean, we all have blue eyes, really, but just the melanin, right? Well, yeah, here, so, yeah. exactly. So, so we
2: have, we have um, a. The average European has more Neanderthal DNA than French DNA in them.
3: What? <laughs> yeah, but like that's that's probably a different thing though. It's just um, it's just basically that previous uh, that previous strain like it, it's all cow over here, and then it's like bred back into whatever yeah. But the was. cows so contained th- auric DNA. Yeah, like that—that that sort of line is still there, but like the line, them by virtue
0: of having that line there, it makes them different. So if you're thinking about it like code, you might you know fork off to a different stream, and then you might fork back in. Is that what you're referring to? Version uh, control. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know,
2: but like <laughs> DNA doesn't Celtic work that them. way. You can't really yeah. delete. No, you no, don't you, really you, delete. Well, region. it's in the history. You do you delete. You do delete DNA. You just delete it's, DNA it's by taking two pools of DNA, making a person who gets half from age or, well, more complex than that, but anyway, they get approximately half from each. So they're losing half from each. And they might get more of one trait or more of another. So if we get um, one... I'm going to avoid saying black and white because that's going to make me sound racist. If we get one, and red. one red Indian... <laughs> <and> <laughs> I'm racist. <laughs> oh, no. And, uh, Continue one, two, yeah. and one brown <laughs> Indian and, and, and three brown Indians <laughs> and then we pair them all off. We've now got Big one child that's genetically fully brown Indian and one child that's genetically half brown Indian. And if we then breed, breed <laughs> the thing again, if we then breed those together, we've got some of that three quarters brown Indian. So we can keep breeding. Brown Indian people in. Now, if we had a pool of half half. I think have already done that. We could, the we could well. breed them together and we wouldn't know if they're more one way or more the other. Yep. But you'd look for them and go, are they more brown or more red? Yes, I know. I know red Indians aren't red. I know. <laughs> 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 um, you, you, you'd have all half half. We don't know which one's more. If we start breeding the ones that are brownest together, do we end up with someone that consolidates all the brown Indian genes? Can we do that? Or would we just end up with something that really is just 50-50 and they just happen to look like the one race rather than the other But
3: that's basically still... They still have all that history behind... The genetic history behind them.
2: So by virtue of that genetic history, they are actually different. Exactly. But But what I'm saying is we wouldn't call ourselves Neanderthals even though we have some Neanderthal genetic history because we have mostly Homo sapien genetic history. So Hmm. could we consolidate those Neanderthal genes? Hmm. Maybe... Well, we, the, can I mean, we, we can, because we've got science, we can check which ones I actually check. It's still like a
0: really, really ancient social network.
5: Yeah,
3: ancient so, social networks. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I put it on the cave wall. And it's like, oh, dislike. <laughs> 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 bash you over the head with a club. Or something. Yeah. Uh, this would be a really interesting topic, because yeah. like, um, one thing that's really bugged me like, for ages is the fact that um, if I talk to like a biologist, for example, um, I was like couldn't you just sequence the DNA so you come up with the Pokemon that you want um, like, I can do that because. <laughs> and it's like they're like no you can't do that and it's like it frustra- frustrates me so much so um, I don't know oh, oh, do we know any biologists here uh, we have a whole department full of them yeah. Yeah. we can yeah, bring one on, on next you? time if you want okay do we know yeah, I, I, like, I only know someone from CBMS so that's not really biology mm, uh, no Biomolecular Sciences. sure you can yeah. go to the uh,
0: faculty right now. And find yeah. Somebody be yeah, we can get some Kid. biologists on here next time. That's I
2: good. just so- find those discussions frustrating. It's like talking to a physicist about time travel and you're like, right, so this. And they go, it doesn't work. And you go, but, but you're why? Yeah. why? You, you, you may, you and then they start work. talking <laughs> physics at you about why. And I'm like, no, 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 stop telling me why it doesn't work. <laughs> Tell me how you're going to make it work. <laughs> yeah. Uh
3: yeah well, yeah, it's a different different world
5: social media yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> alright do you guys want to have a final thought to finish off I think we're close to or we're over an hour now oh, so wow um, well, okay yeah
6: so uh, I know if you're still thoughts. listening
3: yeah, yes. I, I don't think this is really for like the people that are listening, it's like uh, you know, glory to them, but I think it's mm. more about like uh, this whole Discussion. dynamic here. And it's, if
2: it's uh, a bonus,
0: they listen to it. And I yeah. think there's like nine subscribers or something.
2: Oh, cool. So awesome. Well, I think it's just us, really. But <laughs> We should talk as if we know that they're listening, because yeah. if no one listens, then mm. no one will oh, no, know, you know that we're no. talking to them. And if they are listening, they'll be like, well how did they know we were listening? Mm. It's because we're just right behind you right now. <laughs>
6: exactly.
2: yeah. uh, but like we missed, I well, not that happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So ignore what he just said. This discussion is not for us. It's for you. <laughs> okay, you. cool. We, l- we love you. Yeah, we love you. you like Stephen Fry retweets it or
4: something. Yeah, we exactly. want you to
2: plus one and leave comment like, like, like us on facebook have yeah. a grammatically incorrect debate about something we've discussed speaking yep. of facebook um and social networks what are you doing with this does what? this podcast go onto to some sort of social network yeah it's a website distribution um, and awareness
0: yeah and then we advertise it on facebook or something yeah so we put it on the is, sci-fi
3: mq page yeah this is not a third podcast no it's a the fourth way. one right it's a, really it's the third one. Oh, uh, i listened to two yeah it's the third one Oh okay, cool. So cool. I said it was episode four. <laughs> really? When? It's <laughs> <No, laughs> no, no, like, like a, Star Wars prequels. Yeah, right? yeah <laughs> so we can just start <laughs> at number four and Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but like uh, maybe that's not my final thought. My final thought is we missed we missed we didn't talk about Oculus Rift. But... <laughs> oh crap! <laughs> 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 right. But Oculus Rift is owned by Facebook, so we did. Yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose like uh, but yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Did you have
3: anything to say about the Oculus Rift? A quick point? Um, Well, we can talk about it later, but, like, really virtual worlds and social networks, it sounds kind of scary but exciting at the same time. I don't know. It sounds kind of naff to me.
2: (laughs) I I, I don't see them as the same thing at all. Um, I was surprised when Facebook bought it and I don't think it really has anything to do with Facebook's business. And I'm, I'm reading that as Facebook has decided to go into business in other areas as well. Oh, so it's diversification. Um, they're right. going to go into hardware, you know, and stuff like that, diversification. I don't mm. think it ties into social networks. Mm. If we have virtual worlds, then social networks will occur within those worlds. Well, exactly. That's the that's going And that's going to happen wherever humans are, social networks will occur.
3: Mm-hmm. If we, you know... So I'm thinking like Facebook's probably going to have like its own version of Second Life,
2: or possibly. Yeah. yeah. And and I suspect it will flop if they just try to make a online virtual social network. we tried to do that with yeah. PlayStation. It was PlayStation Home. Oh, PlayStation Home. home yeah. yeah. And I know um, another thing that's happening here at
4: Macquarie is um, Avaya, who make like our phones, phones. and network <laughs> switches and everything communications company, have this thing called Live Engage, which is basically virtual. People running around like Second Life, doing education stuff, blended with the real world, blended Mm, uh, reality learning.
2: I can't exactly remember off the top of my head. Yeah, so that's a bit more interesting. I, I have no use for a virtual world unless I'm playing a computer game. When I'm playing Assassin's Creed, I want to run around in a virtual world and explore it because that's the task I'm doing. When I'm talking to you guys, I want to have easy communication. I want to be in the same room as you here. But if I'm in front of a computer and I'm not in the same room, I want a little chat window or I want a little Skype thing. I don't need an avatar inside mm-hmm. the computer. That just puts an extra layer between us. Wow, but
3: you're not an Another avatar. Like if you've got an Oculus Rift on, you're like, you're well,
2: in. Well, I'm still an avatar. You can't see my facial expressions, you can't see my body language or any of that. So I might but as well use
3: Skype, but the difference is you can't see yourself. Like, um, like in the virtual world.
2: True, I don't need to do that. I got mirrors. <laughs> um, but, but at the point that I'm using the virtual world for something else, right now it's cool that we're all sitting together. It would be cool if I could have reality integration and stuff. For the the whiteboard behind my computer. Why not have that? A screen. It can function like a whiteboard normally, and I can f- switch it over to virtual world. And I could—I don't—I haven't touched any of you during this meeting, and I will not with NSA's me. <laughs> <You. listening. laughs> but so, if I had a 3D screen here. My experience with you guys will be exactly the same. You'd still be seeing my body language. I'd still be waving my hands, tapping on the desk when I'm not meant to, <laughs> stuff like that. That's, that's where I think the big gain in the virtual world is. Then I can get dressed as if I'm going to work, sit down in my home office and not have to travel in, but still get the benefits of being physically present. Until they can offer that, I don't think virtual world's going to take off for anything more than games. Mm.
0: Mm. I hope it doesn't I, take off because I don't want to dress up from home, if I'm working. From yeah. Home. yeah,
1: I think I think yeah. well, you education don't need to is a lot of big market. Yeah. I think well, you yeah. raise an important point with ease, and social networking to me is all about ease of communication. And if I'm going to have to put a s- headset on or go and load something up specifically, it's not
2: to get onto a page you have to, to have communicate your with a Facebook room with all the yeah, screens yeah. and the proper lighting. Yeah. And Plus, virtual worlds are temporal. Um, You all described how you get up in the morning and check what you missed overnight. How are you going to do that in a virtual world? Watch a video, have the computer AI cut together all the highlights <laughs> for you in a preview. But your, your thoughts you know? are
5: relative, right? So in terms of a virtual world, what happens if they take all these ideas on board and make it something that's easy to use, something yeah. that allows you a presentation where you are sitting in bed, whereas actually your avatar, your virtual avatar, oh, yeah. is sitting up dressed up, right? Mm-hmm. And then what do you do? Well, at that
2: point, you would be like, oh, well, you know what, this is a lot cooler. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's relative, but, I think. But like, at that point, I'm doing exactly what I'm doing now, mm-hmm in a new convenient method. Exactly. I'm sitting here, I'm having a conversation with you, I'm making faces at you and waving my hands. Yep. Whether I'm wearing pyjamas or my Marvel t shirt, um doesn't really make any difference to the activity. Yep. If the technology lets me wear my pyjamas, yeah. then mm. yep. I'll use it. Definitely. Yeah. But they're not giving me something new. I don't need the ability to change what my shirt looks like. Mm for social media with the way I currently use it because what my shirt looks like isn't part of the social media at the moment. It's
5: currently yeah, that's not it is
2: part of my business life. So if they could offer me that as the way of in interacting with my boss and colleagues, then it's giving me something better, something new, something more than Facebook gives me. And at that point the virtual world is is valuable. The the virtual world is only valuable if physical presence is valuable, mm. and I don't think physical presence is valuable in a social network, because the social network, by definition, mm. is about the social aspect.
5: So imagine, I mean, if I could put that, I know we're probably dragging out, but if I could put that to you in a different perspective, you've, you're you a quadriplegic. Mm-hmm. Suddenly you have the ability to get up and walk around in your room and socialize with people as you would normally in your head. Oh, absolutely. And then it changes things. Then absolutely. Only- so
2: so that will give us new options like I could have a virtual party instead of hosting people in my house and then I don't have to clean up the mess. That's exactly. that's absolutely valuable. But yeah. that's again, that's something different to what Facebook is doing. Oh, uh, yeah. Facebook, well, you say, hey, come to my party. Yeah. There's no. There's even if we imagine a, a hypothetical computer world, you say Facebook, hey, come to my party. There's no need for the party to exist on Facebook. You switch to your virtual reality app, mm-hmm. and then you experience the party. It's still
4: isn't that kind distant of sad
2: that We're not physically
4: interacting with people anymore. Yeah, yeah, that was something I wanted scary. to talk about. Was, that's kind of like you know you just sort of You end up being this massive fat blob sitting in a bed. You don't have to move. You don't have to do anything because I'll just. You just bit of sexy hunk in the virtual world. Yeah, I'm
2: okay with that idea. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. In in, in seriousness, I'm okay with that idea. One, um, there there are a lot of inequalities in life. Some Mm. people are richer, some people are poor, some have better education, some don't. And we accept as a society that we try to minimise those inequalities. So we don't want to say everyone should be rich, but we want to say everyone should have the opportunity to be rich. Mm. And the the, the two biggest inequalities in my mind that we cannot do anything about are some people are smarter than others, regardless of education and some people are more attractive than others and moving online getting rid of our physical presence is part of solving the inequality about attractiveness it is easier to get a job if you are attractive, mm-hmm. if you're working online, if you can be a big fat blob, then it becomes a non-issue and that's a good thing in my mind. Now, you would still want to do exercise for your health, mm. but at that point you're doing it for your health rather than your vanity, and I don't think that's a bad thing. And if people don't want to do it because vanity is what drives them, that's their choice. Yeah.
3: I've got another take on that as well, but like, a, probably, like, a, you can just take your consciousness in... Well, I don't
0: want to do <laughs> so a social networks to next... Yeah, we can do version two yeah. this time and bring in a biologist as well, just so that he's completely out of it. <laughs> yeah, it's
3: like, why can't you make Pokemon? Well? <laughs> cool.
0: Um, any final thoughts? Uh, I, I guess Matt's already had his. My, my
4: final thought would be, originally, I think social networks were meant to be a reflection of reality, but I think more and more so reality is reflecting what's happening in the Mm. in the virtual space that people are shaping their real world interactions based on what's going on on say Facebook or Google Plus or mm. whatever mm. and so you sort of the people you're hanging out with all the things you're doing is a direct impact of social networks not a reflection
5: yeah I think for a final thought I think the concept of social networks for me will always be that address book like you mentioned like I'll call people and I'll meet them I'll have dinner with some people that, that's my social network and that will always be my social network whether I use Facebook whether I use Twitter I will always need that human interaction and where I can't get that human interaction I'll replace it with some other form such as Facebook and, and now Twitter which I'm still learning how to use mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah I think they will they'll have to be supplements whereas not one will take more precedence over the other yeah. cool Tony uh, for,
0: for me I
2: think social networks are they're just human behaviour they're just Technology to enable the human behaviour. I, I, humans have always talked to each other. We get telephones that let us sit in the kitchen and talk to mm-hmm. each other. We get mobile phones that lets us walk around. We get headsets that lets us drive. We're cutting out the unnecessary parts of those interactions. Mm-hmm. A conversation doesn't require you to be physically present. It doesn't require you to see the other person, which is what allows us to do it while driving and doing other tasks. Mm-hmm. And I think... Um, Social networks are just a part of it. It's it's a set of communications that we have always done with enough aspects stripped out mm. that we can make it convenient and useful in ways that we couldn't take advantage of that initial communication. We can check what we missed, which we can't do in couldn't have done in ancient Greece without asking someone, hmm. we can, you know, it, it, it's it's the evolution of a newspaper. A newspaper lets you find out what you missed in society and find out all these conversations happening. This is just evolution of hmm. human communication. It's it's not a new thing. It's not leading to any new behaviour. It's just filtering. It's just curating what you're already doing.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. I've always had a sort of love-hate relationship with... Facebook and social media I think um, I've deleted my account like completely three times <laughs> I'm back on there now
4: but, <laughs> It's like smoking
1: Yeah pretty much <laughs> and I think what I resent about it is um, kind of my own behaviour towards it once I'm on Facebook and stuff it tends to it has at times in the past not so much these days tends to Encourage me just to stay at home and be social online where and I come to a point where I really feel like I need the actual human contact, you need the um, the other side of it. So I, I love them for their ease of communication but I think, I think you've got to be disciplined maybe mm. <laughs> with them. Yeah,
5: that balance, yeah. definitely. Yeah.
0: For me I think Um, Services like Facebook and Twitter are a a modern solution to an ancient problem that's always been around. It's just like Tony was saying, it's removing the redundancies. Uh, One thing that sort of worries me about it is the amount and volume of interaction that we're having and the the issue of filtering and just listening to the things that you need to is is a real issue for me. Mm. So there's just so much information. Uh, That sort of ties into my lack of news consumption as well there's just so much stuff happening I, i've taken the attitude that if it's important someone will tell me so I've, i think that's a, it's a huge issue that uh, we'll continue to face and i don't see uh, a short-term solution at all in the near future and uh, the very fact that there's more kinds of information as well so there's twitter for short forms Microblogging and there's Facebook for photos. That's the killer app for, for me anyway in Facebook. And now there's things like Vine and video formats, and if Oculus Rifts and things like that take off, there's another thing that you help to yeah. kind of be yeah. be engaged with, or or uh, there's almost like peer pressure for you to be engaged with if it sort of reaches that point.
2: And not just more forms of um, communication, but mm-hmm. the control of who is choosing to create the communication is different. It's mm-hmm. no longer these. Big media companies that control the television and newspapers—you're mm-hmm. now getting your news from people who tell you stuff, mm-hmm. which is a good and bad thing. A I think good and bad thing.
0: Yeah, and yeah, there's the a privacy issue as well with uh, everything in one place. And that that's always worrying. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention—I forgot to mention how is how Facebook. Tracks every keystroke you make, even the ones you things you delete. So if you have a draft post and like, ah, oh, I don't want to type this, I don't want to send this out or something, it tracks all that. Um, and there's no, yeah, that's a huge worrying factor. There's the privacy issue. If someone just hacks into my mm-hmm. Facebook and checks, not that there's any sort of really uh, incriminating evidence or anything, mm. but still, it's still private things, you know. So that's mm-hmm. sort of worrying as well. Previous prior to that, you couldn't easily hack into my brain. You know, that's... that's sort of, it's, been uh, not it's been done. It's been done. It's been done in a lab. Uh, Yeah, but uh, it's just really difficult as opposed
3: to someone hacking into a computer. So how do you know I'm not making you speak right now?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Matt, because if you were able to make me speak right now, you would have finished World of Tanks. Oh, I've never actually played that game. Sure.
0: Cool, I guess we can wrap up. Uh, thank you, everyone, for coming. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any feedback, you can always... Facebook us um, or Twitter or something. Um, and we'll have the show notes up on semiintelligence.com. And we'll see you next time, possibly on social
6: networks and forums. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right.